0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Solo BG Podcast. This is episode number 84 and my name is Derek. And if this is your first time in the podcast, well, like always, I welcome you. This is a podcast where we talk about board game, particularly about solo and cooperative board games. And once in a while, we talk also about a competitive one, which at this point has been quite a while since we have a solo with friends episode. And this one, it's going to be a little bit different, though, because this is not a solo with friends. It's not also, I would say, like a solo board game episode, even if the games that we're going to talk today are uh, mostly for competitive. They also have a solo mode. But yes, you were right. You hear the games that we're going to talk about because usually on this podcast, if you have listened to the previous ones, or once again, if this is your first time, I welcome you to listen to the previous ones once we, once you're done with this one, of course. Uh, we usually focus each episode to a game. We do the audio unboxing, we do the boxing cover, where, where I basically walk you through the whole aspects of the box, of the art of the game, just like if you were looking at it at a bookshelf, at a game store, or at an online store. And I also give you the experience of an audio unboxing, describing you everything. But I I usually focus in one episode, right? And then I talk about, of course, gameplay and all that stuff, and then my thoughts on the game. But uh, in this episode, we're going to make it a little bit different, and we're going to talk about two games uh, that they were sent completely free to me, big disclosure over there. Uh, But at the same time, that doesn't change anything. I will still give you my honest opinions on both. Uh, But uh, we're going to talk, as you read on the title, about Big Easy Busking uh, and Fire in the Library. Both are published by Games. Uh, I hope I pronounced it correctly, you know, with my English, it was still not perfectly giraffe or giraffe, I guess. Uh, in Spanish, is hi- jirafa, so there you go, if you want to get a, a Spanish 101 lesson. Uh, there you go. Uh, and, yeah, th- those are the publishers of those uh, two games. One, well, uh, one is designed by Joshua J. Mills, which is the Big Easy Boss And The Fire in the Library is designed by Tony Miller and John Prather. Um, And both are, they have a solo mode that we're going to talk about during the episode. But yeah, since they're both small kind of games, um, you know, I I decided to combine and make a a full episode about them, but together, right? Um, Yeah. So there is. If you are looking for ways to uh, support the channel, or better say the podcast, because I guess... I just was watching a couple of YouTube videos right now, and I guess like, that that word "channel" uh, stuck on my mind. If you want to support the podcast, there's different ways that you can do it. That you can do it. I'm sorry, and of course, I'm always super appreciated of all of those. Um, the first one and more easy, uh, easier one. If you are listening through iTunes, well, it will give us a five star review. If you think we deserve a five star review, of course, or a four. Uh, I hope it's not <laughs> lower than three. Uh, and uh, most importantly, if you can just type a quick review, that really helps the podcast to get, uh, you know, to be able to reach to more listeners that are browsing through iTunes. So please, please, if you're able, just put a right, you know, a quick uh, right review, I guess, like cool show or uh, very nice or even something like that. I would really appreciate it. Now, if you want to share your comments with me, please do and put a longer one. That also helps. If you want to contact direct me, uh, you can do it at my email at solobgpodcastgmail.com. So that's one way that you can support the show. The other ones, you know it, I have said it many times. You can follow us in our social media uh, on Facebook and Instagram at solobgpodcast, Podcast, Twitter as well at solobgpodcast. Podcast. And lastly, the other way, the other very important way that you can support the show. It's by going to kickstartedgames.com. That's kickstarted, with E-D, games.com. And you can pick yourself some cool games, some cool collectibles, because they have collectibles as well. They have some cool masks right now, you know, like meeple masks and stuff, which they're very cool. And regardless of what you choose, um, you can use the code solo BG all together, just solo BG, and you will get 15% off from your total purchase. Uh, And if you spend $100 or more, and if you're US-based, well, then they're going to give you a free shipping. If you're in any other country... Uh, which I know I have amazing listeners all around the world, believe it or not. <laughs> I know I have listeners in uh, in Germany. I know I have listeners in Australia. Hey, my friends from Australia. I know I have listeners in England, my friends from England. If you order from kickstartedgames.com, you can get uh, also – you won't get free shipping, but that 15% was probably – uh, uh, Fifteen percent off will probably make it even, you know, for for the shipping. And you know, you, you know, who know, some at some point you can find games that uh, you forgot to back back when uh, the Kickstarter campaign was going on, or games that sometimes they're not available in certain regions. So in that way you know, there's a chance. So go and check kickstartergames.com and in that way you can support the show as well. Also, uh, a comment that one of our listeners told me (laughs) and I really appreciate it and I'm trying to learn, you know, I'm trying to take it from there. Uh, They told me that sometimes, that my English is not bad, but sometimes um, I speak a little bit fast and I guess uh, with my accent, it's a little bit hard to understand. So I will try to... You know, <laughs> keep my excited. Uh, my excitement, I'm sorry, a little bit lower. And that way, I can, uh, you know, speak more clear, I guess. But, but yeah, thanks for the feedback. I really appreciate it, and I will try to do better, of course. So there it is. I'm. Go- I'm also gonna tell you in a little bit which games I have been playing, which one of them had been a little bit disappointing so far, and it could be one of the big deceptions of the year. Uh, but I don't want to talk to to it too much because. Um, I'm trying to do an episode about it, which it will be weird because usually the games that I bring to the episode and usually the games that I like to talk about are games that I actually enjoy a lot. Or, in other cases, games that the publishers very kindly and I really appreciate it, they send it to me. And as a moral uh, and ethic uh, way to correspond, I always do an episode about it. But sometimes... You know, I've been thinking about doing some episodes of games that I don't like. And this is going to be a big one. A big one that, you know, it has high ratings on BGG and stuff. But anyway, let's stop with the spoilers now. And let's jump, like always, to start in 3, 2, 1... Welcome to Solo BG, your podcast for solo and cooperative board games. Here you will find everything you need to know about your favorite and most recent games, art, rules, gameplays, and interviews. Here is your host, Derek Rodriguez. Alrighty, so now we are officially in the episode. What number did I tell you? I always forget, and I go, episode number 84, and this is the big, easy busking, yeah, let's dance, baby, and the fire in the library, let's try to save those books, and I'm gonna tell you everything about it in a little bit, but before that, let me tell you what I've been playing, what I've been bringing to the table, which I have to say that it hasn't been that much, I spent a little bit, uh, a few days, you know, in bed, um, I got my, I was lucky enough and blessed. Of get my second uh, dose of the vaccine, and I, you know, it really, really hit me, hit me a little bit, um, and I had to stay at bed, you know, just to, just to be safe. I feel a little bit tired and stuff. So anyway, nothing major, but you know, it's worth it, definitely, in my opinion. I respect every different opinions, but uh, in my opinion, it's worth it. So yeah, I was lucky enough and blessed enough, probably because I, um, I work in healthcare. So there is anyway. We're not, talk- we're not here to talk about uh, first uh, or third or second or fourth or five or whatever number that the society name to different uh, places or areas. We're not here to talk about any world problems other than the board game uh, fun, issue, aspects, problems, uh, excitement, everything. But everything is rela- related to board games. Which, by the way, the most recent games that I've been playing, of course, you guessed right. Fire in the Library. I've been playing Fire in the Library because we're going to talk about that game in a little bit. And I've also been playing Big Easy Bosking. Both of them, I have been playing them uh, solo. Both of them, I have been playing them uh, multiplayer. And, you know, with different amount of players, uh, two, three, not going any further than four, of course, because we're taking the precautions. Um, But, you know, I will give you my, my, uh, I guess um you know fair opinion on both of them in a little bit i also been playing another game that i was very excited about and i actually got it and oh my god (laughs) it was a nightmare and i will tell you why not because of the game i've been playing aliens another glorious days in the corpse you know aliens and predator are one of my you know and i i feel like those two franchises they're supposed to be one or they probably belong to the same universe. I know there's some movies, Alien versus Predator, Alien vs. Predator 2, and all those, uh, you know, I guess collateral stories that they, fo- they follow or they um, succeed in the same universe as the main ones from each franchise. But I feel like when I see a, a Predator movie, especially the first one, and then when I see uh, any of the Aliens movies, I feel like you know, we, I still feel like we're in the same universe. And by the way, if you feel barking on the background, it's my dog that he's very excited. I don't know why. Probably because it's snowing outside and he's just watching through the windows and he likes to bark at things, squirrels. Anyway, um, you know, believe it or not, I was surprised the other day. to uh, So I saw a squirrel during the snow and I was like, wow. Anyway, um, I play Aliens, A Glorious uh, Day on the Corpse. Definitely, Aliens is my uh, most favorite movie from the whole franchise, um, and you know it's the second movie of Aliens. Aliens franchise. Once again, I feel like they both Predator and Alien are the same. Anyway, I, I, this is, game is published by Nine uh, Nine Girl Force, and I was so excited actually since two Jenkins ago when I saw that they were going to release a miniature games about Aliens that it was going to be cooperative. Of course, you can play it solo. Anyway, I got the game, and to my surprise, all the minis. Every single mini comes unassembled. That's right. Every mini, every single one comes unassembled. And for me, it was a complete nightmare, like a complete nightmare, to put all of those pieces together. Especially the aliens one, they were so hard. Like, I mean, literally, I ended up with my hands full of glue. The main characters, they were not very bad. I mean, you you have like a different, I guess, holes where you can hold the little pieces together, and then you just add glue, and they stay there, very nice. But the aliens, they're the definitely the most tricky ones because they divide the body like in two sections, and then you put them together in a in I guess in a uh you know vertical way uh you glue them of course and then you can uh, put the head on it and then the tails oh my god it was a nightmare actually i saw around one of the facebook groups of solo board gaming uh that the famous and uh, well-known martin uh from um uh solosaurus which once again that's a super recommended podcast um he actually made some standees. He's very known. He's very uh, well known by his uh, print and play skills. He made some standees for the aliens. I guess he had enough with uh, with gluing those aliens. I wasn't able to finish them, but I was. I'm lucky enough to have a friend that sometimes I I uh, give him uh, painting commissions. So my friend Anthony, which by the way, every uh, most of the painted minis that you see on my Instagram especially the most recent ones, he painted them. So if you're interested, please reach us out. He has great prices for commission, and he's very talented. Anyway, he was finishing uh, my commission of the Power Rangers Heroes of the Grid uh, minis. So I told him, hey, I'm supposed to pick up these minis today. Do you mind if I take some alien miniatures for you to glue, since you're more crafty than me? And of course, he was fantastic, and he ended up gluing like... 12 alien pieces for me, the remaining ones. I think I only glued four and very bad. So anyway, that was my big frustration on that game. Other than that, it's very fun. It it's kind of like uh people had friends have been asking me and people like since I post some pictures. It's kind of like um uh, I feel like it's a mix of uh zombie-side, night of the living dead, uh, compared with the Resident Evil 2 board game, where it's kind of like is it's it's not so much well you're not exploring because you have the tiles there, kind of like in Zombie Side. But once again, you're, you're moving, you're interacting, you're shooting, you're uh, defending and stuff. You know, very similar feel, but of course the, the theme, it's more alien. Uh, of course it's aliens, and, and, and the components are, are... Once you glue everything, they're okay. Um, and it's fun. I played the first the scenario, which, as in the movie, you had to rescue Newt, uh, the little girl, and I was able to rescue her, but then... After my victory, I went and checked that I did, I did a lot of mistakes. I only played solo once again, uh, this game. And I did a lot of mistakes. And I try to find on the rule book like, solo mode uh, completely, you know, like, when you're trying to play solo. <laughs> and the rules, some games, they give you, like, oh, if you're playing the solo variant, this is how you do it. Well, this one, I couldn't find any rule. So I had to watch a few videos and stuff, and then I go like, oh, okay, now I got it. But that was after my victory, and I did a lot of mistakes. So that doesn't count, so I had to play it again. But I had fun. I wanted to throw it out there that I really have fun with Aliens Another Glorious Day in the Corpse. Big Easy Bosking, of course. I've been playing Big Easy Bosking. I'm not going to talk more about it because the episode will be about that game. I play Magic the Gathering. Can you believe it? I play Magic the Gathering with my friend Robert. And Magic, it's always a blast. I'm a new player. I told you this in a previous episode and a recent episode, probably no more than 10 episodes ago. Um, I'm a new player and I start to buy all the, my goal was to buy all the Sandika Rising new corset that came out not too long ago and get all the cards and stuff. But then my friend Robert recommend me to get some pre-built uh, decks that you that they're very well balanced that you can play with them. And I don't want to give any uh, commercial, but you can get them on an online store. Um, it's it, the the online store name is with cards and the other word is kingdom. <laughs> so there you go. You can make it up. Google it, and the the website will come. Anyway, um, they sell pre-built decks. Like right now, I have the big red relics. And altered beast. And what they are is just a deck of 60 cards that they sell you in 99.99 American dollars. And basically they're, they're decks that they're ready for you to get them, shuffle them, and fight against other decks. And I found that it's very clever and that is super fun. Once again, um, probably some people that are listening probably they are like, dude, this being there for a while, dude. I mean this is things from 15, 20 years ago. Yes, but Some patience, my friend. I just to start on the magic world. Anyway, I just bought two decks and I play with them. Oh my god. I love the the altered beast ones. And if you're a little bit of old school like me, you will remember that fantastic uh, video game um from uh, the Sega Genesis mainly called Altered Beast. Do you remember that it was something like you will see a stupid skeleton at the end of every level and they will tell you, welcome to your doom or something like that. And then uh, when you start the first level, it was so funny because another guy will tell you kind of like a sword on Power Ranger guy, away from your wave and whatever. So <laughs> it was so cool. So many good memories. I hope one of you amazing listeners that are out there, you remember this game. Ah, uh, so fun. Anyway, that's why I bought Altered Beast and nothing like the video game. You don't get those fantastic bears or wolves or whatever. But um you get crazy beasts that they can mutate with each other. Anyway, I mean that magic needs his own episode, definitely, or his own series of episodes. Which by the way, I wanna throw a shout out, out there. If you are a magic the gathering playing or, player, I'm sorry, or if you are you have a lot of experience and you know the magic world very well please reach out to me and we can do an episode together and special about Magic the Gathering. I would love to do that. I really would love to do that. So if you are out there, please reach out to me. Anyway, I played Magic the Gathering and I had a blast. The other game that I play that, oh my God, it needs to have his own episode. I already told you about it a little bit ago. Alter Quest, a cooperative game a fantasy adventure for 1 to 4 players published by Blacklist Game and designed designed by my friends Adam and Brady Sadler. Uh, this was supposed to be the re-implementation of Hero Quest and I'm not I'm not going to say no more because uh I'm trying to do an episode about it and it will be probably one of the hardest episodes for me to do Alter Quest. Now you can start to tell i guess by hints what do i mean anyway if you by any chance wants to learn some spanish (laughs) go and listen to solo bg podcast en español because over there i just talk about alter quest i did it in spanish of course and that's a game that i do with my friend el chino uh and we do together that podcast and we talk about games we have guests and everything uh and but that one is completely in spanish so check it out if you're interested anyway now, let's jump into today's episode. Big Easy Busking, Fire in the Library, both published by Weird Giraffe Games. And the designers for uh, Big Easy Busking is Joshua J. Mills. And the designer from Fire in the Library is Tony Miller and John Prather. I'm not going to go and go into each section of it. I'm going to do it more smoothly. Since there's, This is the first time in the show that we combine two episodes. And we're going to start with one. I'm going to talk to you about all the aspects, and then my uh, what do I think, and then we go into the next one. Okay, so let's start with Big Easy Bosking. Big Easy Bosking, it's a small box. I have it here. I'm always doing this sound effect of boxes. It's a very small box, Um on the front of the the box, of the cover, it's a very nice art of uh band of three people, and one is with the sax. Um, The other one is with the trumpet and with the drums. And I'm a huge fan of of music. I don't consider myself a musician. I play very bad guitar. I play drums decently. And I play piano very, very bad. But anyway, I love the theme, definitely, and the art of the game. And then it will tell you that it lasts 45 minutes, one to five players, and aged eight year plus. Big, easy busking, once again. On the back of the box, you have like a little bit of... They're showing you a little bit of the cards that you will encounter on the on the game but it doesn't show you how the game is gonna look new orleans or new orleans the big easy is known for many things creole cuisine a unique dialect annual celebrations and festival and its distinctive music players take on the role of a group of street musician buskers ready to make in big new orleans by strategically playing songs to different adoring crowds Big Easy Basking. It's a competitive area control game about playing music, matching the mood of the crowd, and knowing when to push your band members to their max. And uh, it has a solo mode that it has been uh, developed by Carla Cobb. Now I believe Carla Cobb, and uh, I hope I'm not wrong. And if I'm wrong, please correct me. Uh, I believe Carla Cobb is the the manager I think from World Gear Off games. So it's very cool to see that he, she actually did the solo mode. Even more cooler that 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 you know in this inclusive world that I love that Carla did the solo mode. You see what I'm saying? Great, great thumbs up to Carla. Um and yeah. So this is that the little box. This is the I already talked to you about the box. Now let's do the audio unboxing, shall we? Uh let's open this box and like always I'm trying to do it as unedited and live as I can so I'm holding the microphone with my arm while I try to open the box oh man it's so hard Uh, hold on I'm doing it I promise you I'm opening give me one second don't go anywhere you're gonna hear me a little bit far away from the mic but it's just I
1: believe me I'm not yelling at you I'm just
0: trying to open this box I don't know why it's so uh is it glue or something? Oh, there it is. Okay. Probably I put everything back very wrong. Anyway, we're back. Uh, the, the first thing you're going to see inside is a rule book, of course. And uh, it tells you that you can also learn to play by watching a video explanation here. They give you a link. And also, which is very cool, and I love it. I love it. This will be a thing that I will, um, <laughs> that I will spoil you right now. I love it. That they say... Listen to the big Easy Bosking playlist on Spotify here, and they send you to the uh, the uh, playlist that they made for in Spotify for the game, and that's very cool. And I will tell you one when I, why when I share my thoughts, and it's a 15 double-sided page with a guide at the end, very colorful. It's showing you basically what to do. It doesn't have too many illustrations, but uh, you know, by sections like number one, number two, number three, number two, number four. You know, everything that you do while you're playing. Then you also going to get tokens that they will represent the mood and other tokens that they will help you to uh, play songs from the street that I will tell you in a little bit. So money tokens. Uh, and I have some wooden cubes. Now, I know there are some deluxe components on their website where I believe you can get maples. I got the normal. I got sent the normal version, which it gives you wooden cube and you get you get a lot of uh, normal standard size cards uh some of them with the turn sequence other ones that they have the songs that you're going to play the songs for different players and you're going to get also uh, big cards kind of like turret size and those ones are going to be for the crowds that you're trying to please but also they're going to have the solo bots we have uh, two solo bots on this one and they have different uh, scales of difficulty and that's what you find inside the box. How does it play? How does big, a big Easy busking plays? So the game is going to go over three rounds, basically. And what you're going to do is you're going to choose a, a band, a color band, a color uh, player card, they call it. And you're going to get energy tokens, right? And those energy tokens are going to represent the energy that each of your musicians, which once again, just like in the cover, you have three musicians. You have the saxophone uh, lady, you have the drummer and the trumpet. To each one of them, you're going to put three, uh, oh, I'm sorry, four energy cubes on them. That means, once again, they represent the energy that they're playing the music. Uh, and then you're going to have some on the reserve. You're going to start with $3. So basically, on your turn, you can do uh, either one or, or with one action only. So at the start of your turn, you can finish a song that you previously played. Or... Once you, the other thing that you will, well, that will be, better said, at the beginning of your turn. Then you will have an action to do. You can either learn a song or play a, or play a song. And how it works is that you will have different songs in your on your hand that you will start with. And each song will have different requirements. They will have a title of the song and it will have different requirements, such as like, okay, I need one energy of trumpet, one energy of drums, and one energy of saxophone. So if you want to play that song on your turn, you're going to put an uh, energy cue from the corresponding musician to the card that they need the requirements. And also that card, that song, it will have a symbol that represents the mood that that song usually plays to. And on the middle of the board or in the middle of the table, you will have, once again, the first round, you will have three different type of crowds, to three different type of moods. And then you're going to play the song wherever you want, regardless if the song match with the crowd mood or not you're just gonna play the song that's what you're gonna do that's it the other thing that you can do on your turn is that it's gonna be like a street market of uh, of uh songs you can try to buy a song from there by spending one resource from each musician so once again you're spending the resources uh the energy resources now they have less energy so think about that that's the cool strategy of the game you can get a song to try to play them you know, in future turns or, or even rounds. There's also going to be a market of songs, which one of them will have a cool ability. And in order to get those ones, which they're usually better, um, you can pay $1 extra regardless of which one you choose. It's just the resources and $1 extra. Or $2 if somebody previously picked it up. Uh, Because those ones are available to everyone on the table. They only can increase price or decrease price depending on where you are on the round. Anyway, so that's your two main actions. Then the next player will go. They will follow their actions and stuff. When it comes back to you, that song that you previously played in a crowd, then you're going to finish that song. And that will take you to different steps. First of all, you're gonna see if the symbol match. And if the symbol match, you can only you, if you want, you can only put one energy from that song into the crowd and return the, the remaining ones back into your musicians and rearrange rearrange those however you want. in that way they will have different levels of energy in that way you can play more songs that you have on your hand. Or what you can do is just put all your energy on that crowd. Uh, if the symbol match, once again, you have those two options and you will get $1. Now, if the symbol doesn't match, you have to invest all the energy in the crowd. And if, I guess that makes sense, thematically speaking, because I guess it will represent like, okay, you know, I'm trying to please a crowd that it has a different mood they were probably expecting from something more joyful but i'm playing more a melancholic song so i'm gonna waste all my energy to try to please them so you had to take them anyway regardless if the symbol match or not that song you cannot play it again on that round and you will notice also that on the crowd songs it will have a reward for the majority i mean that means the player that has the majority of energy uh, on that song they will have a reward at the end of the round but also it's going to have a tree hold uh for uh just a requirement of how many energy you have to get on that uh, crowd in that way at least you can get you know a symbolic reward at the end of the round which is usually one or two dollars or so on and so forth so that's where it's going to be determined if it's worth it to go ahead and battle against other players in some songs or if in some songs you already, or some crowds, I'm sorry, you're already losing, well, it's probably not worth it to go and spend all your energy of the band in that particular crowd because probably the other player is already taking over of that. Um, anyway, regardless of what you do, you finish the song and then you can tip your musicians. And that's a very clever mechanic that the game has. So the tipping works that uh, after you play the song, you fi- put the card face down You, um, you know, spread your energy either in the crowd or back to your musicians. You can spend one dollar to bring one resource, uh, one energy resource cube from the reserve onto the musicians. Or if you have three, um. Energy resource, you can spend $3 in the way you can bring those and once again, rearrange them on your musician. So that's another way that you can be getting more resources because the resources that they stay in the crowd, that's it. They stay there until until the end of the round. And players will keep going like that, finishing songs, learning songs, playing new songs, and then until everybody passes because that's the other option that you have during your turn to pass. That means that you don't have anything else to do. Once that happens... We're going to score the crowds. Once again, this is a majority game. So whoever has the more energy on certain crowd will get the big reward and we're also gonna get, is going to get the mood token. And I'm going to tell you why this is important. And then uh, all the players that reach the threshold of the energy of that crowd will get also that reward. The game will end after three rounds. So after this first round, we have three different crowds. Then the second round, everything will... Uh, will refresh you will get all your songs back everything will be like at the beginning but instead of drawing three uh, crowds uh, card you will get four crowd cards and then once you finish with that round we're going to go with five crowd and at that point the game ends and at the end of the game the player who has the most money uh and also uh as a tiebreaker the moody tokens in case of a tie those will be the ones that are going to terminate the first player wins the game how is it to play solo? Well, I play one of the solo variants that it include on the game that it's called, which I think is the most fun one, which is called the bot followers or the robot followers, something like that. So basically what that uh, AI does is that they start a turn. They start every turn. And they will always play a song. So let's say you choose the red character. That will be your your, your band, right? He's going to get all the other characters that they didn't play uh, basic songs. You're going to give it a good shuffle. And at the at the beginning on, of his turn, he's going to reveal one card. And he's going to try... If you're not playing a song on any crowd, if he doesn't see any of your songs there, he's going to put it uh, to whatever symbol match, right? And he will have like a description of where to go on the guided card, which is very cool. Uh, but if you have a song... On any of the crowds, he will ho- he will go and follow you and fight you over that crowd, uh, and then it's gonna be your turn. You're gonna do the same, and then he's gonna finish his song. He's gonna have his action, which, which basically will be revealing a card from his deck and fall try to follow you and put energy on it. He has infinite energy because he use he starts he starts with one uh, faction energy color, but then he gets if once he's done with that one, he gets uh, you know all the energy from the other players. There's ways with uh, this AI that you can make it harder, easier, uh, medium level. But I will tell you this. I never won against the AI. I tried like four times, actually five times, and I never won. And he always or she always beat me like crazy. It was so, so, so hard. Anyway, that's how you play Big Easy Busking. Now, what are my thoughts on the game? On this game, I believe that this is a very fun game. I actually love the theme, and this is going to play very important in my review. I love the theme. I love New Orleans. Uh, I have been there in Bourbon Street. It's a beautiful city, very festive. We all know carnivals in non-such chaotic years, casinos, uh, uh, amazing uh, dining places, restaurants, bars. A very fun place to be, especially as a grown-up. Um, and I, like I said, I'm a huge fan of the music. Remember when I told you at the beginning of the podcast? Me, personally, I still love to buy vinyls. I usually try to follow artists um, that they still release their albums in, in, in vinyls. I actually buy most of my soundtracks in vinyls, the ones that I play uh, when I'm um, playing games. Uh, also, of course, Spotify, it can make it easier. And you can check out the, the playlist. So the first thing that I'm going to uh, mention that it's a big pro on the game is the theme the theme is great so if you're in the same boat like me and you like this theme this is a game that you definitely had to check out the other thing is the love that i see on the game production wise is nothing crazy and don't get me wrong the production wise is nothing crazy once again i get the retail version which is with the wooden cubes itself their purpose um the uh, cardboard tokens and stuff i know there's a deluxe edition I don't think I need the deluxe edition, but that's personally personal taste, right? I feel like the components are okay. Nothing crazy on the production, but still, it, it has what it needs to in order for you to play and have fun, right? Um, so production-wise, I can see they put a lot of love on it. But it's nothing spectacular, and when I say love on it, is because the solo modes are very well guided. The rulebook is very well well guided. You can tell that it's an independent publisher. Um, you know, you can tell, yes, you can tell. I don't know what it is, but you can tell. But also, I can I can tell that they put a lot of love on this project, just with the fact, which is one pro thing of the game, that they include the playlist on spotify i told you before i love that i really do and you play it and it kind of set you in the mood after that i finished the playlist because it's not a very long playlist i then i went ahead and looked for the blues brothers playlist and i was like man this is so cool uh and i was playing and i was actually like you know moving my shoulders a little bit and kind of you know, having the <laughs> having the rhythm, and everybody was having fun when we were playing because it was cool music, and we were having drinks, and it was fun. It was very fun. Uh, that aspect of the game, right? Uh, uh, that's that's when I say that I believe that they put a lot of investment uh, on love on this game. The mechanics of the game, I really like the mechanics of the game. It's a very uh, uh, basic area control, but I really like uh, the simple mechanics of the game. You know um, the area control type. I also like where you can that you how you start your your turn by finishing a song um, and then when you can tip the musicians to get more resources and uh, the tree hole uh, part of the area control where still if you weren't able to get the majority there, you can still get uh, some sort of reward and that way you don't feel like your energy was wasted even if you feel like at some point well at least you got something, you get more money. So I really, I really like those mechanics. I think it's a cool game that I also like that it plays in three rounds uh, because you, they were right when they said that the game plays about forty-five minutes, and that's if you're playing probably with uh, four people because it was about forty-five minutes to fifty minutes, kind of. When I played solo, took took me like twenty, twenty-five minutes. Um, so the time-wise was also uh, very accurate to what they describe. It's an easy game. Uh, I don't think that, I don't know, could be, I don't have kids, but I don't know if an 8-year-old, 10 year old kid, uh, you know, will grasp the game, I don't know if it will be appealing for them, but, uh, you know, I, I feel like the crowd for this game is more... Uh, you know, young adults or adults that they actually love the theme. Definitely. I think that this is a game for my crowd. (laughs) You know, I think this is a game for me, Uh, not so much for, for kids. I don't think it's a kid's game. With that being said, do I rather play this game solo or competitive? Definitely. I will tell you this. Big Easy busking definitely is meant to be play competitive. Of course, the solo mode helps. Of course, it was fun for me to challenge myself and see to defeat the stupid bot <laughs> that he was following me every or uh, following me every time, and I still want to defeat him or hard, but I definitely had more fun playing a uh, competitive way. And I guess this is the hard part when you have an area control game because I mean, when it's area control, right? I mean, that literally throws you um, the mechanic literally throws you in a component aspect that you want to play a game. So, with that being said, yeah, definitely. I feel like this game uh, plays better for competitive. Do I recommend it for a specifically solo crowd, specifically solo gaming, that you don't have anybody in your household that plays with you, nobody, no group of gamers, it's just you. I will say this. If you really like the theme, if you really love the theme like I do, music, New Orleans, and blues, jazz, all the stuff, I feel like you should try it because once again, it's not a very expensive game. I don't know the exact price, but I will guess that it's around twenty-five dollars, thirty American dollars, probably around there. I'm I'm not sure. Um, it was a Kickstarter campaign, successful Kickstarter campaign. So I think that unless you love the theme like I do, then definitely try it out. This is a game that I, if I would have probably, uh, if I would have probably get it for review. If I see it in a store and it has a solo mode, I would probably get it anyway because I love the theme, and that's why I'm saying it plays a huge bias on this on this review. Um, I had to be honest, but at the same time, I'm telling you this game it re- this game it really it really shines when you uh, are playing um, multiplayer. So I wanted to throw it out there. My rating for this game, I think this game it will get a solid 3.5 in the category of small games. Um, I have so many area control games that I love such as like Rise of Tribes. I really like Rise of Tribes. I think it has a huge majority or area control uh, component wise and I can't wait to get the Kickstarter that will allow me to play solo and see how it goes. But this one in the category of small games, I think a 3.5 is a good rating. It's a solid uh, rating. Uh of course, it doesn't get the must have, but once again, it's it's a it's a strong rating and check out all the aspects that i just told you if if you have a group of friends then definitely i will recommend you to get it and you will have fun i will keep that game in my collection i'm being honest with you i will keep it on my collection because the times that i play people had a blast i had a blast the music was great And the solo mode, I still want to get back to the solo mode. You see, this is the tricky part where I'm telling you, unless you love the theme, but probably because I love the theme, it's like, I really want to defeat the bot. It's so hard. And congratulations to Carla because that's the solo modes that i like you know challenging uh so uh carla did a great job with the solo mode and joshua j mills also with the design of the game so there is big easy busking a huge 3.5 solid game check it out if you are able are you looking for that kickstarter game that you missed during the kickstarter campaign are you looking for that awesome and mythic expansion for one of your favorite board games are you sad because you didn't got the Kickstarter version of that game? Or perhaps you are like me and like to get a game with Kickstarter exclusive components and stretch goals? Well, don't look any further and go right now to kickstartergames.com. There you will find Kickstarter board games, expansions, Kickstarter exclusive content, graphic novels, RPG novels, toys and collectibles and much more. Kickstarter Games is my favorite site to go and get those amazing games that I want to have on my gaming collection. Plus, they offer free shipping in the US when you spend $99 or more. And if that wasn't enough, right now you can get a 15% off if you use the code SOLOBG. That's right, use the code SOLOBG altogether and obtain 15% off from your total purchase. So go right now and check it out while you listen to this episode. Once again, www.kickstartedgames.com and enjoy all those amazing games. The other game from Weird Gear Off Games that we're going to talk very quick, and this will be a little bit shorter, it's Fire in the Library. Fire in the Library, once again designed by Tony Miller and John Prather. I'm moving the box here. And despite the best efforts of you uh, and your fellow librarians, a fire threatens the sum of all human knowledge. You must save as many precious tomes from the flames as you can before the consuming inferno collapses the library forever fire in the library is a competitive press your luck game about saving books from a terrible fire push the odds and channel your courage in order to save as much as you can before it's too late Um, once again the box is a very nice little book (laughs) actually Uh, it's very nice i I love the box it says fire in the library with firing uh, uh letters on front and deliver in the back so you can actually put it on a bookshelf and it will look like a book um it looks like simulates like if it has pages and then on the back just the description that i told you it plays h uh eight euro plus in about 30 minutes that's correct uh and one to six players the development and solo design guess what it was made by carla Cobb, and that making me so happy so happy because once again i know uh she i believe she's the manager i want to say manager i don't i don't know. But I know she's very involved with Weird Giraffe games. Actually, she has podcasts and stuff, and she's, she seems like a very, very uh, amazing person. Uh, but she is design, She uh, developed and designed the solo mode for this one, Carla Cup. The graphic design is by Katie Cow. Um, the illustration is by Beth Sobel. Um, beautiful illustrations, by the way, on the game. Uh, we're going to talk about that on our thoughts. And the, the game design is by Tony Miller and John Prather. So let's open this book. And this will be easy because it has magnets on the side. So it's open little. Delay. And the first thing we're going to find is that, uh, actually a postcard. That it, that it, they include you fire in the library. It's a postcard. We're going to have gameplay stamp here. That's very cool. I guess I will send it to a, one of my gaming friends uh, to see what they think. The rule book it's um, 32 double-sided pages. Um, I think it's a big rule book just because they include you also the rules for the expansion. Because there's an expansion called... Technology books micro expansion, and they also describe you the solo variants over there. Uh, once again, it includes the solo robot, va- robot variant and uh, includes a lone livar- librarian uh, variant, and it also comes with instruction of how you can mix those variants in a multiplayer game. How does he play? You're gonna have different stacks of of uh, library sections that you're gonna place them on the middle of the board, on the middle of the table. I'm sorry from a descending uh, number to a sending. so that means that the cars as you guess they probably score points or they will score points for you but the lowest uh, scores will be on top and then it will keep going uh, you know down. Then what you're gonna do they also include you a cloth bag that I have here moving. Uh, you're gonna put 10 uh, fire cubes over there. You're also going to put uh, all the different color cubes over there as well because they represent the books. You will notice that on those cards that they will, uh, once again, those four sections of decks that they will uh, give you the appearance of one big library, which is beautiful, the illustration, will have the same color. So each section of the library represents a type of book, and each color cube each also represents a type of book. Then you're going to have a deck of cards of six cards that they will be... Determinating the the turn order. And those ones you can shuffle. I don't give it to each player. In that way we represent the turn order. Now these cards will be important. Because they not only will represent the turn order. They also going to give you ways. To score points. To challenge yourself. And to burn the library. For example let me grab one here really quick. I hope I don't do a mess. Okay here it is. It's hard to grab the microphone with one hand. And try to get card from a deck with the other one. There he is. Okay. So, for example, player number uh, four I have here. They will have four spaces where you can place cubes and it will all make sense in a little bit and one fire place. And then, the first player will have only one safe area for a cube. The rest of the uh, four uh, spaces are going to be with fire. Uh, Player number fifth They will have all his five spaces to uh, storage books without no uh, fire risk and so on and so forth. So they will determine the difficulty that you're going to have to save books because everybody is only allowed to save up to five books in their turn. So the way it's going to go is from the bag that you previously placed the fire and the different color books, you're going to pull one cube. If it's a yellow yellow cube, let's say, you're going to place it in your top, on your most left uh, space on your uh, turn card. And then you're going to place it there. Then you draw the next one. If it's a purple, then you're going to play it on the following space. Now, that space may or may not have a number below. And that will mean extra points that you can get at the end of the turn. And you're going to keep going, pushing your luck, and hopefully not getting any red cube because that will determine that it's fire. So basically, you're gonna keep going, and let's say you draw three cubes that none of them are fire. Let's say it's white, black, and I don't know, uh, blue. Let's say right or purple, black, white, uh, purple. Then, if you were a, you say you can say your oh, decide like you know what, I'm stopping. I'm not pushing my log anymore. Then you're gonna score points uh, seeing on the main library uh, according to the uh, number of points that each library section has. So if the white has two, the black has two, and the purple has two, guess what? You score six points. Plus any number that is below uh, the rightmost cube. So if the rightmost cube has a four, uh, if it has a number, then you're going to get those extra four points. Now, how you can trigger the fire on the library? Well, wh- when you're drawing cubes, if you draw a red cube, you can place it in a safe area on your player card. That means... Uh, area that doesn't have a fire symbol if you place the red cube because you don't have any other option if you have to place it in a space that has the fire token picture then the the fire triggers all right and what it's gonna do is that it's gonna burn the previously uh areas that you try to save on the library you're gonna discard those cards and those cards when you discard them Of course, the numbers are going to get higher for the score for each section, but also it's going to reveal more fire uh, symbols. And for every fire symbol that it gets revealed, you add more uh, red cubes to the back. In that way, now the other players have more chances of also, you know, get fire on the library, like the name of the game. Okay? You're going to keep going so on and so forth until all the players have gone. You're going to score points and then... Uh, you're going to you can shuffle again the the uh, card order numbers and choose again boom 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 and let's see randomly who is the first player the other way that the rule books do that's the way that I was doing I had a lot of fun like that the other way that you can do is that you display them on the board this is by the rules and then the the player that has the less score they can choose which turn they want to get in that way some sort of like a pick up uh, mechanic you know in that way you can try to catch your opponents, but uh, when I played, I decided to shuffle them and make it more random, and it was actually fun. Um, anyway, but the rule said that you can try to cut up if you're the last one you were able to choose which turn you want to take that round. And that's basically it. And um, you know, on the components, actually, when you open the book that once again is with a magnet, at the game, at the end, of course, whoever has the more victory points will win. Uh, the scoreboard, it comes on the, on the book itself, inside the book, inside the main cover um there's the the scoring board which is pretty cool as well kind of like it reminds me of the um, of the uh how oh, man i forgot the um, set i watch game set i watch game by uh who is that rock manor the rock manor polisher the rock manor games it reminds me like that because on set i watch you also get the board inside the box well this one is the same type of idea uh, and it plays very cool if you're playing solo It has a very interesting way of play solo, which I will tell you my thoughts. Basically, you're going to have all the turn order cards available to you. You also... I forgot to mention this. At the beginning... This is a very important thing of the game. At the beginning of the game, everybody's going to get two tool cards. And those tool cards will allow you to get more, more points at the saving phase, Uh, that means when you try, when you're trying not to risk yourself anymore, or some of those tool cards will help you to extinguish a fire, like a torch, uh, you know, it can hold all the fire or of of a, uh, water bucket. It can, you know, extinguish the fire, things like that. Um, you know, other ones allow you to change the turn card at the beginning. Anyway, you can get those tool cards at the beginning of the game. The other way that you can get those tool cards it's every, every time that you trigger a fire, you will get one from the tree available or you can pick one of the top of the deck. Anyway, those tool cards will really help you. When you're playing solo, you can, you're going to have the option to choose any of the turn order cards that you want, right? Let's say you want to start this turn with number six and it has different spaces without risk, other spaces with risk uh but then you're going to start to pull up you know cubes whatever you're going to do basically the same as you were doing a sim uh, in a single game then if you trigger the fire if you trigger the fire then the bot um is going to get points for the cards that you burn which that's pretty cool plus 2 for every card as long as it's not the first one. So if you burn two different libraries, he will score point for those libraries and also plus 2 which it, re- it will represent kind of like he was another player and get those uh, bravery bonus that you get at the bottom of the of the player card. Um so that's very cool. If you didn't burn the library, here's where the other nice mechanic happens. From the tools deck they will have symbols that they work specifically for the automa version of the boat. You're going to reveal a card and it will tell you which libraries he's going to burn, which library section is going to burn. And then which other libraries he's going to get points from it. So regardless of if you were able to save books, or if you were able, if if you got the library burn, he's going to score points. So that will make it hard. Not as hard as the big easy busking, but, but hard still. Um, and you're going to keep going so on and so forth in the solo mode until one of the sections, it's completely depleted. How the game ends for the multiplayer is similar, but it's not quite the same. How the game will end is that, um, you know, you will find uh, a card, particularly they will tell you, the game ends immediately when the last library card for any one section of the library is removed. Kind of like in the solo in the solo mode, but it can happen differently, if that makes sense, because when you're having multiplayer, you can be fighting for two sections and whatever. So that will also will be a huge point of strategy on trying to when to end the game or not. So there you go. That's basically the main difference. It feels similar, but not really. But anyway, that's how you place fire. How's how you that's how you play fire in the library. Fire in the library, now in my thoughts, if I rather play solo or competitive it's It's a little bit you know tricky because every every push your lock push your lock or push your lock game is usually hard. There's a lot of players that they don't feel very appeal about the push your lock aspect of any game, and this is definitely a push completely straightforward push your lock game um I think it, I will tell you right away, I think it also falls in the same category at the big easy busking with this game. It has a solo mode, which is cool, uh, but I definitely uh, feel like this game was meant to be- was meant to play uh, competitive, and it plays better competitive. That's there. The what do I like about the game? I like the components wise. The uh, this one, for example, the wooden cubes work perfectly. I really like the 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 bag. I really like the box that it looks like a book. I really like the cards quality. The cards quality are fantastic. They feel like an expensive publisher card quality, kind of, you know. Um, they feel different quality from Big Easy Busking. I also uh, love, besides the components of the game, I also love the illustrations. That's a big plus. And for me, you know me that it has to look nice on the table in order for me to also enjoy it. It has to look appealing for me on the table. And believe me, the team doesn't get me about saving books. I mean, come on. doesn't get me that well. Um, but the uh, the, th- the the art on the game attracts me, and it got me into the theme. If that makes sense, so another big plus is the art of the game. The box of the game, I actually like the box too. It's actually uh, another big plus for me. I I like that the scoreboard, it's inside the box. That it's there. I like how the box close. How the box looks on my shelf like a book like I said and it's small book so it's easy to transport everywhere so I think that's another good aspects of the game The g- <laughs> it's hard you know because I don't want to say the bad aspect but another aspect of the game that you had to take in consideration it's that the whole game will be completely based on luck I mean yes you have the tool cards and but it's a like I said the mechanic push your luck I mean it's a lucky game it's a random game and, and just have your mind for it. If you're expecting a game with strategy and, and, and other stuff, this is not a game for you. If you don't like, like push-your-luck games, this is not a game for you. Right away, I'm telling you that. I'm not a huge fan of push-your-luck either. But at the same time, I don't remember any push-your-luck game that has a solid solo mode. I don't. I honestly don't. And it could be because I'm not a huge fan of pusher log games. But I I believe I have a few on my gaming library. Not as many, but a few. But I don't remember a push pusher log game with a solid solo. And once again my recognition to call Carla Cup for that. Could be because the mechanic is it doesn't it's not very appealing for solo gamers. But I'm I'm glad that they actually where you have games that they're actually p- uh, pushing for solo modes, you know, in their games, they, they, they tell me that they understand the market. First of all, that now the solo gaming is like a big aspect of the market, a big aspect of, of games, of kickstarters. It tells me also that they care for solo gamers. It tells me also that Carla is a solo gamer itself, herself. I'm sorry. Um, it, it tells me that she does solid solo mode mechanics. Once again, Um, they feel similar, the solo modes, but the fire in the library is not that hard because I actually was able to defeat it. I don't know the the exact price of this game. I will guess around $30 um, just because of the size of the game and what it gives you. Uh, So definitely check it out. Probably you can do it on the Word Gear Off Games website, fire in the library. For me, fire in the library uh, will get probably a solid you know it's hard it's hard because i'm not a push your luck guy so i will say we'll get a solid uh 3 i i i don't think and i don't i don't mean this in a, in a bad way i actually have fun with it um you know 3 i think 3 it's a it's a fair rating you know it's 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 in the middle but at the same time well it's above the middle actually because the middle from 0 to 5 will be 2.5 but at the same time it's a game that i will keep why because, um, once again, I don't have too many pusher locks. And I feel like anybody, anybody, this one, even six-year-olds probably, <laughs> I don't know, anybody could play this game. I think this is a fun game that you can take camping. I think this is a fun game that you can take literally anywhere. That it's the components are so, you know, I guess you can fit, fit them all in, in a small box. Even the box, if you take the 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 box of the game I mean it's like I said it's the size of a small book so that's very um, nice both boxes are small actually but this one Fire in the Library I feel like literally you can play it with anybody and you can take it anywhere and they will understand and the automa uh player it plays very well don't get me wrong I mean it's solid like I mentioned it's just that these kind of games it's hard. For me to say like, yeah, you want to play this game for solo only. No, I mean, it's not true. These games are meant to be competitive ones. But I really appreciate and and I think it's super fun and super clever that they include solo modes for those. I mean, I tried and Fire and I play I played like three times solo. I was able to win two times out of three um, with, the, with the main one. And I played about five times multiplayer. It went fast, it went fast and, you know, it was fun. I mean, it wasn't like the Holy Grail, but it was fun. So there is fire in the library and big easy Bosking for you on these episodes. Once again, both published by World Gear Um Games. They also sent us another game that we will be reviewing very soon that I have a lot of, you know, I'm expecting a lot of stuff for that game and I think it's super fun. I haven't even opened it, but the box seems super fun and I watched a few videos um, and it seems like, I, it will have a lot of positive things to talk about, and it's Tumbletown by Kevin Ross. So we will be checking that out very soon. Anyway, this was the last. Uh, this was this the last. This was uh, the episode of Solo BG Podcast. I hope you. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you liked it. Um, you know, and if you want to reach out to me, please do through all the different social medias that I mentioned on the beginning before i say good uh goodbye i want to give a big shout out to my friend justin bauman justin bauman he uh reached out to us through instagram um because i started to follow him and he told me that he was a fan of the show and that he is from north carolina and he also has a channel on youtube so you can check it out um and he he said that he enjoyed the podcast he usually listens to it when he's traveling he's a super amazing photographer so you can check out his work as well and he also does kayak. so as you see like i have listened i have said in previous episodes uh if you're running if you're walking if you're flying uh you know on a plane of course unless something weird happening but uh if you're kayaking whatever you can listen to solo bg he actually does that way so thank you my friend justin bowman for doing that i didn't want to let the episode finish before saying hi anyway that has been all for this episode thank you so much for listening and and yeah let's keep playing solo let's keep playing have fun let's keep having immersive adventures check it out these two games i mean i think they're fun and like always remember for victory Go tell your friends. Till next time, see you through the speaker and at, you guess right, the tabletop.